Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire cartoon fan podcast. This is episode 296, and today we'll be talking about Crisis at Elder Rock from Craig of the Creek. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, Craig and his friends go out to the Elder Rock to seek wisdom from the elders, only to find out that they've been trapped under the rock as it had collapsed. And, uh, well, they try increasingly desperate schemes to free them as their situation worsens and their live stream becomes funnier and funnier. This, the, the plot of this episode is one of the most truly dire, realistic things to happen in Craig of the Creek. The elders are in absolute trouble with being trapped under a rock with only shrimp chips for provisions. And also, you know, all the kids thought it, that they smelled pretty bad when they came out. And I have to think that they did not build, um, you know, facilities to take care of the results of the consumption of all those shrimp puffs or shrimp uh, chips. Yeah. But despite the fact that it was so seriously dangerous that they were trapped under a rock for five days, this episode did not treat it <laughs> like it was uh, no. it, like they were in mortal danger. And that even really just starts from the fact that they have a computer connected to the Internet available to <laughs> yes. them. And at no point do any of them think about how that could help them. Hey, I should send an email to somebody. <laughs> Like, I mean, presumably, look, like, thinking really, you know, really stretching the limits of the world here. If their world is like our world, then if they have a laptop, you know, I mean, I guess you can buy a laptop with a phone plan SIM card built into it. But that's incredibly rare, and I don't see these teenagers having that. Uh, So they probably had a phone with a hotspot going. They had a phone on them. They had the ability to call 911, which also... The children had that ability. And even the fact that Kelsey and Craig don't even consider, you know, it's funny that even Kelsey only considers parents before. I'm like, call the fire department because there are children trapped under a boulder. But, you know, it's fine. Okay, they, they are they are full-grown adults. Thank you very much, sir. Are, are they that. in their, um... Are, are they go they? to community college. Oh, okay. They're in their college years. They could still be 18 or 19, though. I don't know. Uh, really, really, David, what I think is that you are failing to grasp the deep, deep lore of the Elders of the Creek. You see, if you go back to I'm in your manger, killing your savior, and you watch how that whole thing went down, do these really seem like the kind of guys who are going to have practical solutions to practical problems? Um, I think that Barry showed he was pretty practical in this episode. I mean, he was willing to sacrifice Mark's I don't, what What was the anime that that shovel was from? Oh, I don't even know. The only anime from the show I remember is My Hoagie Academia, and that's really aided by uh, a couple fan art pieces, which were fantastic, by the way. Well, the, the figurine that they made alone was hilarious in this episode, but, you know, Barry was reasonably put together. David was fine until he, you know, got tripped and stumbled his horns into, um, you know, the inflatable raft. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I they're... Are they intelligent? I guess they're not. <laughs> they're not very intelligent at all. I mean, you, you you talk about them being in a dire circumstance. The only sense of mortal danger that this episode ever conveyed to me was JP happily going off to work at Digital City, which an, another fantastic reference to the original, by the way. But it's like, ooh, this is not going to end well. <laughs> 
with child labor laws presumably being broken. I love that Craig's mom calls out some random employee at that store. It's like, this is a child. You hired a child. I'm getting the discount. Now give me his employee <laughs> discount. <laughs> yeah, that was that was beautiful. It's like you, you think that she's gonna like demand a demand something be done. No, she just she just wants the employee discount. That's all. I, I can't help but always, always with this show think about parallels with Hey Arnold, but um I do I do think like thematically, if this was an episode that was in Hey Arnold, it would be a serious you know, there were a lot of serious episodes in Hey Arnold where things were actually sad and you know Arnold was challenged and so someone being trapped under a rock would have been like it would have probably would have rained during the episode you know just a really sad situation this was not that but it made it a lot more fun and one thing that they didn't do is they didn't make Craig's plans truly goofy like he has very practical solutions really? for what he does okay except uh, for except his for math is really awful his math <laughs> For trying to launch the rock into space um, was wrong, and really, that wasn't the problem with this plan. It was the structural integrity of the log that they jumped onto was not considered. And I think they must have Rose Quartz's healing spit, because they took on serious blunt force trauma, the likes of which Steven Universe had also seen, and they came out unscathed. Okay, how high up did he say that they were going to launch that rock? I mean, I don't remember the number. I just remember that the illustration was in space. <laughs> so I feel like it was either 300,000 kilometers or miles, either of which is much larger than orbit from Earth. <laughs> much farther out than the breathable atmosphere. Yes, that was great. I, I love um, I love Craig's imagination. I, mean, I, I just want to do a crossover with Summer Camp Island and Craig of the Creek now, because obviously Craig and Alice are both rubbish at maths. <laughs> Rubbish at baths. Yep. They were adorable. And I liked that all the kids came together at the end to make sure that their parents <laughs> never found out that everything they did in the creek was a danger to their bodies and minds. <laughs> I, I I really, really enjoyed that speech because, you know, on one hand, they show everyone's like, oh, man, this guy's, this guy's giving such a really good speech. I, I feel so inspired right now. But then the way they're, they, their attitudes all change as soon as it's said, oh yeah, by the way, our creek-based lifestyle could come to an end if parents find out they're like, oh, I should actually do something. <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful. Uh, I love that they're protecting it, though, and it makes me so jealous of these kids' lives. Like, I want to grow up near a creek, you know? All those hours I spent indoors on a Game Boy Advance, is all that, where's that time gone, you know? The, these kids are living their best lives. They'll never take your high scores away from you, David. <laughs> I never. I sucked at those games. I couldn't beat the second world of the stupid Jimmy Neutron. God, what was even the... It was like the James Bond parody in show. What was that dude's name, Jimmy Neutron? Anyway, there was a GBA game based on it. And I could not beat the second world. And there were only four worlds. It's very sad. Yeah, I think we all had that one game where we, we could never beat it because we got stuck on a world. Well, that was every... Well, I think I beat the SpongeBob games. Some of those licensed games, though, were they were hard, man. They were hard. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned David ruining the raft plan, because as soon as he's talking about the raft plan, I'm like, oh, that's never going to work, because if the rock is that heavy, the raft is going to pop. It's, it's, it's not going to be able to lift the rock up. And I'm like, no, no, it, it works just fine. It's th- their own stupidity that ruined it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's their own. I 
this group, I mean, they made it five days without fighting, so I'll give them that, but especially Mark. Mark is terrible with conflict. Well, I mean, they were they were already fighting before the rock came down. I'm certain they were fighting during those five days. <laughs> uh, at least they didn't have differentiated food sources to fight over. Just, you know, no one had to fight over if they got the shrimp-flavored ones or the barbecue-flavored <laughs> oh. chips. Oh, good grief. That was that was such a good gag. The whole, they have ten bags. We're down to eight bags, guys! Uh, the, I, they had just had ten. I feel like the fl- like shrimp-flavored um, snacks is a recurring cartoon joke. Because I was remembering shrimp puffs from the Fairly Odd Parents. I don't remember what episode <laughs> that was. Like, Cosmo is obsessed with eating shrimp puffs. Which is a disgusting... I don't even... Are those real? I, and I hope shrimp chips don't really exist, but they probably do. Lay's probably put those next to the chicken and waffle chips. Yeah. Yeah, spinach puffs are real. Why not shrimp puffs? A completely small note. Uh, the dedication to the, the thoughtfulness. I mean, obviously, the um, the elders are some of the original characters, much like Lars and Sadie were to Rebecca Sugar. They're older characters. But I love the dedication to even the small ways that they're just ridiculously nerdy. Like, forget the fact that they roll, you know, um, <laughs> what's the name of the 20-sided dice? I know nothing. Geek culture, where am D20s. I? D20s. Yeah, when they roll, like, they roll their D20, sure, 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 whatever, we get it, they're nerds. But the fact that Mark calls the date, it is 327. Like, <laughs> yep, it is March 27th. <laughs> Congratulations. Even that, I-, I love how it all adds up. I like Wildernessa, I like the Elders, and I like the Witches. In, in, in no particular order, but yeah, of those three, you'll notice that two of the three are the old kids. Yeah, oh, I need to see more Witches episodes. So bad. I mean, they, they, had a, they had a good introductory episode, and then they haven't let you down since. They've barely been featured since. Spare, spare thoughts, Mark definitely should have lost his job after five days. That's just, it should have already been gone, I'm I mean, not he- sure. How a child... He might not have been on the schedule. I I guess not. That's true of those types of jobs. But um, a child that was redheaded and much shorter than him with a southern accent appeared. So doesn't wear glasses. I mean, you know, that happened. He also broke (laughs) a giant speaker there. So I guess that was guaranteed to help him get fired. Yeah, I I do like how he's like, I can't lose my employee discount. And then when he gets news that he's fired, oh, well, back in the hole. They put some extra production value at the end for that full-on... Was it ska? Was it punk? I am terrible at identifying music genres. Oh, yes, I did enjoy that they had a a whole song just for that. That was was a very nice touch. Yeah, yeah, and they played it during the credits, too, but maybe it was ska. It reminded me of one of the genres that Steven Universe has covered. Somewhere somewhere in between, like, Sadie covering ska songs and... I should have written down the other guy's name. Last one out of Beach City. Mike Kroll. Yeah, Mike Kroll's music. I felt like it was somewhere in between there because he had the heavy guitar and the almost shouty lyrics. I'm not gonna lie though. When I saw when when I saw Craig with all the all the jump ropes and stuff at the very beginning of the episode, I know that Craig of the Creek episodes are not structured like this. But still, a part of me thought, you know, maybe they're gonna start in media res. Maybe the maybe they're already trying to. Rescue the Elders, even though I know darn well that's not how the episodes are ever structured. Yeah, that's actually, they, they take quite a moment at the beginning there with Craig and his mom to sort of live out that moment where <laughs> it's pretty obvious to the parent that their kid is not being honest with them. 
but you just kind of roll <laughs> yes. with it because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like, whatever. Something problematic's happening with those dr- jump ropes, but I'm just not going to worry about it right now. She's doing that supportive parent thing where she's letting Craig push his boundaries rather than smothering him by saying, oh, here, let me do that for you. She's letting him figure stuff out on his own as long as it's not too dangerous. It's not, it's not like they're some kids stuck under a rock and they desperately need help or something. It's just jump ropes, you know? Right. Like they're literally <laughs> like defecating in a dark, cold place for five days together. It's fine. They're going to be fine. Let's not call the fire department. (sighs) You'd think if nothing else, they would have tweeted at the city mayor or something like, hey guys, where's our Live Aid concert? I mean, I I guess also, you know, they could have played up a joke more too of the fact that truly no one was seeing the live stream. Obviously, Craig was like the first one to log on. Yeah. You'd feel like if one other person out there. (laughs) I thought that was really nice that they didn't call any special attention to the fact that you know, Craig and Kelsey were the only ones who were watching their live stream. That was a that was a classy touch. David was so excited <laughs> to have a viewer. Uh, <laughs> the chat's blowing kid. up. <laughs> please like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> By the way, please, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like the video, leave a comment on it, and subscribe to the channel. We do podcasts every week about a variety of usually Cartoon Network shows. Oh, very smooth inclusion of, hey, it's only been... <laughs> Almost uh, 10 months since we've had a YouTube channel, but hey, if you're still listening to this podcast, even though it's been several months since Steven Universe ended, thanks for being here. (laughs) Check out our YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Uh, But I I did like the uh, parody, parody of the classic YouTube, smash that like button. Oh, man. Which David can attest that I really like that joke. I... Well, right, yeah, an OKKO, same thing with Dendi. But yeah, I like that Craig of the Creek is plugged in with... It doesn't feel over the top. They're not, like, really drawing attention. Like, the episode isn't, like, every joke's about streamer culture. It's just part of what's happening is that, of course, they're live streaming this experience, you know? And, of course, the kids in the creek also see it on their phones. But it's not... It doesn't feel out of touch. I feel like it'd be super easy to look out of touch with, hey, kids. It's, you know, they're streaming. It's a joke about that. But it's just, they're very good at showing how technology is integrated into modern kids' lives and community college-aged kids' lives. <laughs> Finally, just a, just a last comment. Those, uh, those little ball things. The <laughs> Copyright 2002? David was explaining to them. <laughs> yeah, David was explaining to them how to use and apparently disappeared in the, uh, they, they rolled away, pr- presumably, into the creek. I, I did like how when Craig was holding them at first, each one of them looked as large as the box they came in. Yeah, I didn't get how they came out of the box. I, but, you know, it's fine. I, man, <laughs> that was a cold, cold joke they played on people over the age of 18 by putting copyright 2002 on there. Like, you're so old <laughs> for being alive in yeah. 2002. And the funny thing is, the elders... Like, the elders from the original manger would have been old enough to remember those things. But the elders in Craig of the Creek, they were being bored around that time. They're not going to have any memories of back when those things were a fad. Right, they would have been, like, toddlers. I think the, I think the elders have flexible ages. Like, the, their, their era of childhood nostalgia is much longer than a real childhood nostalgia period would be. <laughs> just, uh, just from their nature as old characters of Matt and Ben's. 
And I'm okay with that. Like, uh, they would... A super-duper old fighting game, like, uh, what was that? What was the game that Craig's dad and him played? Mmm, I don't remember. Even though my memory's crazy sharp. Probably would have been before their time IRL. Oh, that was a really good episode. We should do a podcast episode about that one one time. Yeah, we should, like, cover Craig of the Creek episodes or something. <laughs> oh, I have one thing. If you are if you're a child listening to this podcast, first of all, I'm sorry. Second of all, if any of your friends ever gets trapped under a boulder, please call the fire department. Don't, don't even think, don't even call your parents first. It's not worth it, because you know who they're going to call? They're going to call the fire department. Call the fire department. They're great. They're such a great service. Firemen, they're they're hot. They're, you know, they have water, large amounts of water available. They're strong. They have ladders. They can lift the boulder. And that was Spire Says. Anyway, guys, that's been us on Crisis at Elder Rock. Doing this next week where we'll be talking about something else. Probably not power punchers, but we'll be here until then. I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to uh, check us out on YouTube and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. Anyway, guys, that's been us on... Hold on, trying a complete blank. Crisis at Elder Rock.